Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello and welcome. Episode 62 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Today I'm sharing with you a recording from a Q&A session that I hosted during the Screen by Screen Music Tech Conference that's happening right now. Still a few more days if you want to catch that. It is a new virtual conference presented by Indie Week. Indie Week is turning into Indie Year with another virtual conference, Indie 101, coming up in April, April 20th to 24th. Indie 101 is focused on education for artists and emerging music businesses. Uh, You may remember in episode 51, the founder of Indie Week and Canadian rep for CD Baby, Daryl Hurris, was on the episode. And so you might want to check that out to learn more. Be sure to register now for super early bird tickets for the Indie 101 conference for only $20. And it goes up to 60 March 9th or whenever the early bird tickets are sold out. The artists and industry taking part in this session include NJ Taylor, Maeve Badger, Mary de Mambro, manager of Pyramid Ethereum, Sandeep. Somathon, uh, John Maxim, and Brent Didier. You may want to take notes as we talk all about Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, when's it time to hire a publicist, how to connect with your ideal audience, how I got into this crazy business, how I coach artists to succeed, and the running theme of this podcast is why knowing your why motivation is so important. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, so this is NJ Taylor. Hello, Diane. So nice to see you. It's been a little while. Uh, So uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a part by me singer-songwriter from Montreal. I've already uh, released a few singles, NEP, and I actually did work with Diane on a few of my past releases. And I've been currently working on a brand new project with top producers and songwriters such as Rob Wells, Kuya Productions, just to name a few. And I will be releasing stuff in 2021. So my question to you, Diane, is pertaining to... Um, not just the new situation that we're living in the music industry, but I'm also looking into different ways of promoting online Um, and looking into like Clubhouse and TikTok, which are, in my opinion, the two biggest uh, platforms to look at for artists promote themselves. I was just wondering, what's your opinion about Clubhouse for an artist? Uh, Is that something you're familiar with? Because I think it's still pretty new. I I just joined it a few weeks ago and uh, I'm seeing that it could potentially potentially be a really big place to promote ourselves but the question is how how to do it and how to stand out since it's a brand new platform now is the time to join it but how to do it in a good way right for sure um so the thing about clubhouse is right now it's only for iphone and i don't have one of those okay (laughs) 
<laughs> but because I'm in that world, I know a lot about it. And I'm from what I'm hearing is that it's an audio platform and they're it's almost like Zoom, but like in an app. And so it's like audio only and people can get together and have meetups or uh, chat with different people. And so I think it sounds like it's gonna be a great idea for panels and, and connecting and networking. Um, so yeah, definitely join in, but I don't know too much about it because I haven't actually physically experienced it yet. Um, but I will say that both Twitter and Instagram will be releasing their own version of that. So we never know whether Instagram's version ends up taking over and Clubhouse is gone or will it, you know, stand the test of time. So that's to be seen. Um, a lot of people might just stay with Instagram because that's where they're already at. And if they're going to add that feature. Any other question? Because I don't know the details about Clubhouse um, yet. NJ? Uh, TikTok would be the next thing that I'm personally looking at. But I think that's also pretty straightforward. It was just Clubhouse because it's brand new. I wasn't really sure how to utilize it. But thank you for answering the question, for also letting us know that uh, other platforms are looking to doing that. Because I think that's something that will be really important right now with the situation we're living in. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. So like Twitter, I think it's already out there. They've been working on it long before Clubhouse and it's in beta right now. So only certain people are doing it on Twitter. And I know Instagram is also working on it. So I don't know when those things are going to be released, but it's something to know. Um, and I think with any platform, it kind of depends on knowing your audience and where does your audience hang out. So NJ, I know your music, so I'm thinking the TikTok would be yep. a good audience for you. Yep. Um, whereas someone else with a different audience that's maybe a bit older and they're not doing TikTok. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, focus on it. But you just want to find, you, you have to know who your audience is and then go on the platforms that they're hanging out in. And I think with any other new platform that comes up, you know, if you don't do anything else, at least go in and claim your username because you want the same username on all platforms. And just in case Clubhouse takes off and is still around in another year or two, you, you at least have that. And then just go in and play and see what's happening and join other people's, you know, meetups in there. Great. Thank you. Maeve? I was just going to ask, kind of going on that, if there's like a particular platform you really enjoy like working on right now and um, maybe something that would appeal mostly to artists. I know every different platform kind of has its own uh, thing we can get excited about, but I'm just wondering if you personally enjoy one particular platform over others. Um, I probably spend most of my time on Facebook um, because a lot of the programs I'm in there's like a private group on Facebook. Facebook groups are where you want to spend your time. Instagram is that mountain to climb because it's endless. And that's where probably a lot of your audience is, no matter who is in your audience. Like everyone's kind of on Instagram right now and that's the focus. So I would, if you, you had minimum time to dedicate this, I would say 
work your Instagram, start small, because there's so many things to Instagram. There's the feed, there's stories, there's live, there's reels and all the, you know, endless. Um, And it can seem overwhelming. But I would just start with your feed, you know, just decide how many times that you can commit to posting a week and get that into a habit that you're posting that many times a week. Then you can tackle stories, then you can tackle reels. And again, if you're really comfortable on video, more so than, you know, the photos and captions, like go for it, go on video, because video is getting more attention on all platforms than anything else. And then I think Facebook groups are so valuable. You know, there's so many, I have a group, Unstoppable Musicians and Actors, and there's a lot more bigger groups about for musicians and it's great networking in those groups and you can learn things from them. So that's kind of where I would spend my time is Instagram and Facebook groups and spend more time engaging with other people than worrying about your feed. Mm-hmm. It's really definitely a small audience that is engaged is worth more than tons of followers and nobody's talking to you. And it's just a lot more enjoyable, like engaging in the community aspects of platforms, like you were saying, Facebook groups. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a community feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Ben, hi, it's Mary. Cool. Um, I represent a progressive metal band from Toronto called Pyramid Theorem. They released their third album last year, um, and it did uh, pretty well. Uh, it made the several album of the year chart um, lists. So uh, it was, I would say, a pretty successful launch. With the absence of being able to tour and recoup some of those funds, um, we're just trying to figure out next steps. We want to keep the momentum going. We've recorded a live uh, quote unquote broad uh, show that will be broadcast in the future. In your um, in your opinion, is money better spent on a pu- publicist that can help um, garner some attention and maybe help promote the show? Or are we better off um, spending money, uh, marketing dollars, perhaps in some AI, like different programs to help sort of build our direct database? Um, I think it depends on where the band is at with their following. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're really active on social media, they got a great following and they've had maybe some press attention before and they're on playlists, then a publicist can get more attention, get the bigger stuff. Um, but you need to have like a, everything in order. And that's kind of why I got into coaching is that a lot of musicians come to me and they have something to promote, but if they don't have the social media following, the fan base when they do shows, um, you wanna do a lot of that, you know, and have a good brand and a good story along with the good music and performances. Um, But if you have that, then yeah, maybe it would be time to get a publicist on board and start to promote that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a slow process. I can't really answer the AI question because I'm not familiar too much with that. I'm all about organic growth and really building that foundation. And then if you're at that point where you you have everything that you need, then yes, go for 
doing a publicist, radio promoter, whatever else that you can do in social media ads and all that. But uh, I don't want you to spend a lot of money on publicists and things like that until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's helpful. I, I guess what, when, uh, is there a threshold you'd be looking at in terms of um, uh, whether, how you define whether an artist is ready? Yeah. So like to give you an example, like if, if I was doing the publicity and I'm pitching a media outlet, I need to be able to send them links to your socials, um, which is basically social proof that you have an audience. Mm -hmm. And there has to be an interesting story. And then the first thing that the media outlet's going to do is not listen to the music. It's going to be checking your socials. Mm -hmm. It's going to be seeing, you know, does anyone care about this band? You know, and if they see that there's an engagement and you got a good following, you're posting consistently, then they kind of go, oh, okay, there's something going on here. Then maybe I'll look further into that. Um, And then they'll listen to your music. So a lot of it, and because a lot of media is online now, it's all about that online engagement. So if a media outlet were to premiere your video or do an article, do an interview with you, they want you to be able to show, share it on your platforms and draw traffic back to them. And if you don't have that audience, they're less likely to cover your artist over another artist. Makes sense. Thank you. Uh, Diane, this is NJ again. Okay. Um, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about the Facebook group. So what are you saying exactly? Are you saying that as an artist, you should not only have a Facebook a fan page, but you should also have a Facebook group? No. <laughs> okay. And if you have a huge audience, sure, maybe a Facebook group. I don't really see a lot of artists doing that for the group. It's more, there are groups about different interests. And there's a lot of music industry groups. There's a lot of, um, for you, there's, you know, you should join Music Biz Besties. It's all women in the music industry, it's female artists, and it's a great collaborative community where if you have a question about anything, you can post it and you get the support from your fellow artists and industry to help you answer that question. If you need feedback on something, that's kind of where I, you know, spend my time. You make great connections. The only thing about those groups that I don't like is um, they do a lot of the general rule for groups is that there's no self promo. So like say it's my group, there's no self promo, but you can post, you know, questions and things like that, but they might have a day of the week where, okay, it's social Saturday, everyone post your Instagram and, you know, they do a lot of follow for follow which I don't really um, say is a good idea because again, the engagement is more important than the numbers, but there's one day where you can share it and it's just great to go check out other artists or industry and seeing what they're up to follow who you are genuinely interested in following and they will do the same. So, you know, it's just kind of a supportive environment, Facebook groups. 
and there's a lot of groups that you can learn stuff. Like I'm going to be going live in my group soon and doing more tutorials and things like that. So I just find Facebook groups are such a great networking and learning environment. Okay, great. Going back to also other things on Facebook, I do have two more questions that I'm sure mm -hmm. maybe other people have the same um, puzzling question or not. Um, so right now I've noticed that things have been changing on Facebook, that my uh, fan page changed. And now it's no longer fans, but you have followers. And, right. and I don't see that on all pages yet. Um, and I'm wondering how is that going to affect your your page? Is that going to make it an impact, a really big impact that they're not fans, but followers? Um, I think it's just another word for the same thing. But the thing about Facebook pages is it's pretty much pay for play right now. So the only way anyone actually sees your posts on your page is if, you know, you're boosting the posts and paying for ads and that unless your page is like crazy active and so if, if everyone's engaging on your page but if it's just kind of you posting i find not a lot of people see it i think it's still important to have the facebook page and keep it up like post because then you know people go will go to your page when they're first kind of checking you out um so they want they want to see something that you have so definitely still grow it and if you are doing ads again you want to um you know do that to boost posts and things like that but that's the unfortunate thing about facebook pages now but i think the change from fans to followers i think that's just another word for the same thing okay and then also another thing I noticed that happened to me in the last few months, I don't know, it's something that you've seen or you've heard other people experiencing the same issue. Uh, I started having a lot of new followers like daily uh, and something didn't seem to add up. It, it just seemed weird to me. And whenever I would look into who were these followers, they were all from like India, Pakistan. They had like four to 5,000 followers on their page and it just didn't seem to add up. And then I started to look, see uh, to see a pattern with all these new follows or fans. And I'm wondering if they were bots. And if that's the case, I know that could actually be really negative towards my page and yeah. I want to delete them, but how do I know if they are truly bots or not? Well, usually they don't have a lot of followers when they're bots, but you know, maybe they're all following each other to seem more legit, but you can kind of tell, like if, if you go to their website, you usually don't have a lot of posts. Um, I see it on Instagram a lot. You get a lot of followers, but then when you go to their page, they don't really have a lot of posts and they don't really have a lot of followers. Um, I just kind of automatically kind of block them. Okay. But if you go to their page and it's like, they don't seem to care less about music, then maybe they're not your follower. Right. Yeah, it's a tricky one to know. I, I would have to look more into it, but... Uh... I don't know about Facebook, but I think there are apps for Instagram and Twitter to find those fake followers. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it right now, but there's definitely lots of little apps that they connect to your Instagram or Twitter and they just do a quick scan of all your followers and it'll tell you like who's not following you back or 
there are some where it might say, well, these ones are most likely bots. Get rid of them. Okay, that's good to know. So I'll just look Google into that. that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sandy. So I'm um, I'm just going back like one question what NJ had like about Facebook. So I thought I saw like a pattern where when you can see someone uh, like following you and if you are like a little suspicious, um, if uh, I, I just saw that if they don't post regularly, like, you know, sometimes the algorithms are in such a way that I don't know if Facebook is doing it or something is going on there, but I've seen that some people who are not active, but you just pay for say a promotion, like say I wanted to like, you know, we were releasing our album, right? Like, and then, so we wanted to let people know. So we did a Facebook paid promotion, like, you know, paid like 20, $50 and then wanted to reach people. It did reach people, but then you had some of these sort of like uh, suspicious followers. And when we looked into it, like the one pattern that I sort of like uh, figured out was like, you know, if they're not posting regularly, um, it's just, uh, you get these followers based on some sort of like algorithms or something, which is which basically means that it's not truly by some person sitting behind the computer and doing it, but actually by someone who's like you know creating likes so that the money goes into the pool of the the business or something like that. So that's just one observation that I had. I thought I would bring it up. Like for Instagram, it's so easy to just look into the Instagram and find out whether they're fake or for real. But for Facebook, it was a little tricky um, when it when it came to like identifying whether those people are like for real or is it something, you know, suspicious. Yeah, so just wanted to add that up. Yeah, like I think I haven't heard it too much with Facebook in their advertising. You just have to be careful that you're targeting the right people like by interest or by whatever group they follow. Sometimes you can target that way. Um, I hear it more so for people that pay some questionable marketing agency to increase the views. And that's when the bots come in and that's yeah. when, you know, but I haven't heard it, people experiencing that with Facebook ads. So I'm not sure about that one. Sandeep. You didn't introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what your band is, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for that. So my name is Sandeep and I am from Toronto. Uh, my band's name is The Spiral Theory. We released our debut album a few months ago. It's called Turn of the Tide. It's streaming on multiple platforms. In terms of sound, we cross between The Police and Gin Blossoms. So that's how I would describe the album. John? My name's John Maxim, and uh, I'm a modern alternative rock artist from Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, I've released six singles in the past year, including my latest song, Bones I'm In, which was released in January. And my next song is coming out uh, next Monday called Chasing Passion. Um, I like to blend personal experiences and personal development messaging into my songwriting. So my question is, how would you suggest I tap into the personal development market with music promotion? Because I can envision myself as like an opening musical performance act for a Tony Robbins seminar or something like that. Okay. And is your music kind of, you think it's a fit for that? Yeah, I've seen Tony a couple of times in Toronto and he uses a lot of music within his seminar um, yeah. just to get people going, the energy up in that. I feel like my music would fit in there. 
Um, similar to what uh, Sandeep, I think uh, his name was just said, where his music um, crosses over with like gin blossoms. Uh, mine's very like 90s alternative rock into the early 2000s type sound. Right. So I think with anything that you want to get in is that you have to get into that scene, you know, for something like that. Um, you know, if you're interested in professional development and you're in those worlds and you're going to these seminars and you're going to them, it's like, again, Facebook groups would be great. You, I'm sure there's tons of Facebook groups that you could find Yeah, that are, I mean, I'm a coach, so I'm in a million <laughs> coaching groups, but, you know, find the ones that are maybe a little bit higher profile because they have these big, huge events. And then just get in there and start networking and always just being on their radar. Yeah, introduced to some people and stuff. I, I am uh, part of Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's KBB group. And uh, I've also done the Thinking into Results program from Bob Proctor. Okay, so yeah. So I'm, I'm very like in tune with a lot of those, the, the higher yeah. up, I guess, profiles. And I think for your social media definitely are you sharing stories like that of your experiences and work working on that right now actually kind of going uh well i'm basically i kicked off my solo career um and at the beginning of 2020 after 13 a 13 year run with an alternative rock band so i spent all of last year kind of recording building up some assets and start just i started rolling out singles without much of a marketing plan and then by the end of the year put together a good marketing plan for this year's rollout so i'm doing one song per month up until september and then i'll consolidate put an album out of all the songs uh, but i am working on kind of branding my instagram page around the music releases with some personal development type messaging like lyric cards and a little bit of stories that way as well as a series uh, actually i need to make a post today but i call it peak of the week and i'm using uh, wednesdays as a day to, to give my platform to someone else, like a collaborator or a friend. And I'm posting about them and what they do and even, you know, how we met that kind of thing, a backstory. So I'm, I'm trying to work a lot of storytelling into what I'm doing and then have positive messaging um, kind of layered in with it. Yeah. I think that's fantastic because those people, even if they're not thinking they're looking for your music, you know, they're going to, come across your posts because if you learn about hashtags and all yeah. that, it's like people are going to come across your posts and they'll see that you're kind of in that world. And then, then you get followers and then eventually they will check out their, your music. Right. And it's that, just yeah. <laughs> about sharing, sharing your, your true self and being open and just have that positive message and yeah i think what you're doing is fantastic like you'll definitely get there it's just being consistent and yeah being finding those people that could that you see yourself on their stage so there's lots of people that you may never heard of like tony robbins is the guy you've heard of but there's tons yeah, of others that that's have the stadium guy huge yeah and lots of people have these huge conferences and they yeah. have that space for bringing in a band as well. And it's also, if you get to know those people, you know, get to know what kind of music they like too. Right. And yeah. just kind of, you just want to be top of mind. And I think if you were to do publicity, work that into your story too. Oh yeah. That's uh, I'm waiting now to find out if I'm going to get um, approved or, or awarded the factor JSR grant. 
Yeah. So I applied for that in the fall and I think we're going to find out in the next six weeks or so. But uh, depending on, you know, if I get some budget behind that, then I'll be looking down like a publicity type path as well. And, and building that story around everything from when I was uh, a, a small child, I was, my dad would put on Bruce Springsteen records and I'd jump on the couch, um, you know, with a little plastic electric guitar, wearing a cape and a mask kind of thing, you know, pretending I'm entertaining the masses. So started right. at a young age for me. Yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't know that you were doing coaching and I was actually just about to message you to ask you about that. I haven't released anything in a long time for personal reasons and I'm going to be making my big comeback in 2021. So I, I definitely have a million questions. So what do you do exactly coaching wise? Um, yeah. From my years of publicity, it's like so many artists would come to me and they just don't have what they need to get publicity get press because they they are not active on social media or they're not they just are lacking the stories the connections right so my coaching is helping artists build that foundation really starting with it's basically like personal branding getting to know what you want goal setting then figuring out how to get there how to break down goals then it's building your confidence owning who you are, why you want it, why are you chasing this dream, owning your skills, strengths. It's just, it's like authentic branding and marketing that I'm coaching on. And it's really building that foundation so that when you, when the obstacles come, you keep going. And then it's also, once you kind of build that foundation, then I'll coach you and teach you about marketing and social media and publicity and all that good stuff. So it depends on where you're at. Like you're definitely further ahead because me and NJ used to work together when uh, I was doing publicity. So you're, you're further ahead, but you know, we all have limiting beliefs and things that hold us back. So sometimes we'll explore some of that or we'll just go for it as they come up. So, you know, you're, you're already active on social media, but for publicity, if you wanted to kind of start out doing your own publicity, I can coach you on that and tell you all my secrets and, uh, you know, help you at least start to do it on your own. Cause there's a lot you could do on your own and you want to hire a publicist when you've already kind of built this up and it's time to hand it off to someone else. Either you're just so busy that you can't do it all or you know, you've gotten the blogs, you've gotten the Spotify playlist, but you're at a point where you're ready for the bigger outlets. Then a publicist could come in. And I, my goal is like to coach artists to the point that they are a publicist dream. And, you know, you're ready for radio promotion, you're ready for an agent or bookers, like whatever it is that your goal is. My goal is for you to get to the point where people are coming to you. Great gigs and everything that you want. I'm I'm totally messaging you for that. So cool. you'll hear from me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my own little challenge. Like, I guess I'll, you guys will be the first to hear that I'm doing this, but um, because I've made that, I've actually made the cut. I no longer offer publicity services. 
so that's a huge thing for me because you know so many people that's my identity is I'm a publicist um and you know I still kind of kept it on my website even though I wasn't really doing it last year and now I'm like you know what I love the coaching I love the one-on-one connection I love being able to help artists figure things out and I have all this knowledge and experience that I can share with you and kind of get you where you want to go faster than you trying to figure it out on your own. So in March, I'm going to give myself a challenge of, I haven't decided how many, but it might be a, I'm going to give away 30 free sessions to 30 artists in 30 days, or I might go longer. I might go 45. We'll see. I have have to figure out my schedule, Um, but also podcast listeners definitely you can jump on that as well. And I will set that up so that I'll open up my schedule to have more appointments so everyone can come on and just have a little, you know, they're called discovery sessions where we just kind of figure out where you're at in your career, where you want to go, what are your challenges, what's holding you back from getting there. Is it confidence or is it lack of knowledge? Usually it's both. And uh, and we can kind of set a plan to, I can work, help you along the way. And it's support. It's accountability. It's, I'm not going to do anything for you, but I will be there to help you and keep you accountable to, for you to do the work. And uh, yeah, so everyone can get in touch with me. And Jay, I don't know if you've done that, but we have, I have that free resource on my website dianefoy.com slash freebie and it gives you kind of a roadmap of six phases that it starts with clarity getting clear on your goals and there's a confidence section there's captivate personality image story going through your story Um, it's really exploring all your life moments and finding parts of you that you want to share that will connect and build your audience and then you know figuring out what's unique about you who your target audience is who it is that you're uh, wanting to attract like with johnny wants to be part of that world of the personal development i think that's fantastic so you just it's doing the research of finding out where those people are hanging out and how can i connect to them and then I can also coach on getting your social media activity and maybe the introduction to the publicity stuff. So it really depends on where you're at, where we would start, or we might start from the beginning, but maybe because you're further ahead, we'll skip through some things and get to the marketing part faster. Well, I already sent you a message and I already signed up for the freebie. So <laughs> oh, okay, let's sure do go. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I was just going to say, I, I did download that freebie yesterday and read through it and it's awesome. I'm going to go through it a, a handful more um, to sync it in, but the, everything about it resonated with me. Cool. Well, cause you're in personal development. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everything, everything in there was like spot on. So yeah, great job. Yeah. You're my people. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I still think we have a few more minutes and I just wanted to ask Diane, like, what sort of made you want to go into what you do and where did you start? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but. <laughs> sure. Um, so 
I really coach on artists really knowing their why. Because why are you chasing the stream? Why do you do what you do? And for me, I always loved arts and entertainment. And I've changed careers a lot because all I knew is I just wanted to be with performers. Like I just, you know, it's music, film, actors. I love it all so much. And I just wanted to be around you guys. So I started out as a photographer, but I wanted to, you know, shoot bands and do that stuff, you know. And then I moved to Toronto and I was a makeup artist for a long time. And even though I had a full-time makeup artist job, I was always doing music videos and and uh, photo shoots and things on the side because, again, I just wanted to be with you guys. And um, I did some music journalism. And I started to kind of, when I was kind of sick of doing makeup and did not want my full-time job anymore, it was getting too corporate, that I was like, well, obviously, I want to be in the music business because everything I've done has been kind of on the outskirts of it. So I just dived in, I kind of quit my job and went to entertainment management school, learned everything to do with the music business. But even going into it, I kind of figured publicity would be my thing. I interned with Cam Carpenter from Indie Week. <laughs> That's how I started. And when I was in school, my internship with was Cam. And so I got to see the reality of doing you know, publicity for bands. And when I finished school and finished working with Cam, it was kind of like, I didn't really want a real job. <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to work for anyone else. And so I just kind of started doing publicity for friends bands. And it just kind of took off, I think, because I was new and eager, you know, sometimes. So a lot of like people that have been in the industry forever, started hiring me like Jake Gold and Brian Heatherman and all these people, they started hiring me for their bands and it just kind of took off from there. And I loved it during those times. I've, you know, I got to work with Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction and I worked with DOA punk band for years. And I, so I get to kind of be in that world. And, but after a while publicity started changing, it's harder and harder to get publicity for the up-and-coming artists that I love to work with and it just became frustrating to me I didn't like my job anymore and now I find like coaching is my calling because it suits my personality more like I love that one-on-one -on -one connection and how I said that too many artists come to me and they don't have what I need to get them publicity now I can show you I'll teach you I'll get you there and uh, that's, and I just love it. It's, you know, it's that I always say that artists have the power to change lives with their talent and they may not know how to get to where they want to go, but I do. So I love that one-on-one -on -one connection that I can help them get there. And that's kind of my purpose in life. <laughs> that's wonderful that you find so much joy in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a new arriver. Does new arriver have a question? My name is Brian. I'm a musician, producer in Toronto. I've been working in the industry for many years. And um, I've been running a studio also. But years, a few years ago, I started a music co-op called Evolutionary Music Co-op Cooperative. And uh, we've incorporated ourselves. We've 
basically uh, last summer we had the uh, a great gift of having some summer students, summer job placements, so we could actually build to a place where now we're uh, the passing incorporation point. We're just about to launch our business plan and uh, redesign our website, et cetera. And we have a goal. I, I liked what you said earlier about understanding that music has the power to change the world. And that's, I've, I've believed that for many years and um, been working towards that. And also uh, working towards helping musicians who uh, don't know how to um, navigate the industry and uh, have a lot of talent and, but don't have opportunity and uh or connections that sort of thing especially marginalized musicians you know musicians of color women uh younger musicians some even older musicians so um what you're what you do i think would be really beneficial uh to an organization like ours because what we're our biggest challenge is to try to get product to an audience and uh and also to establish a ourselves as a going uh, an entity as something that's viable and um right now of course we're at the beginning stages so we're still uh we haven't we don't have proof of product yet but we're working towards that and uh i would like to be able to uh perhaps in the future get in touch with you to, to discuss how we could perhaps uh how you could perhaps help us with uh suggestions to maximize our potential in terms of reaching an audience and uh, and building our cooperative in a way which uh, helps as many great young artists and old artists as possible. Cool. So I just put my email address in the chat. My Thanks. website for me is dianefoy.com. And I'll send you our links as well in the chat. Wonderful. Thank you. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you so much. Thanks, Diane. So did you take notes? If not, no worries. You can find links and a transcript at singdanceactthrive.com slash 062. What did you think of this format? I think I want to do more of them. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you can give us a, a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps getting the show discovered. You can also share it with your peers. And then the more we can bring to you, the more education and, and interviews that I can bring to you. So hope you enjoy it and we'll check you next time. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers. 